Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. It had a time... It had a it had a uh, expiration date to it, right? I'm giving the law right now. It's got an expiration date, and this this effect of the law, guilt, shame, sin, consciousness, condemnation. The effects of the law was only supposed to last until the seed, the descendant, the heir should come. Who is that? Jesus. Is to come to and concerning whom the promise has been made. And it, the law, was arranged and ordained and appointed through the instrumentality of angels and was given by the hand in the person of a go-between. Who was that? Moses, right? That was the law given from God to Moses, the go-between. Moses, an intermediary person between God and man. So Moses was the guy standing in the gap between God and man to deal out this law. Verse 20. Now a go-between intermediary has to go with, a, with, go with and implies more than one party. There can be no mediator with just one person. Yet God is only one person. And he was the sole party in giving that promise to Abraham. He gave the promise to Abraham. But the law was a contract between two, God and Israel. There you go. You ain't even in that, is you? The contract was between who? Tell me why the church still trying to live by this contract and it's not even between them. Do you understand if you take a contract to court and your name is not on that contract, you can't argue that you have any rights to that contract because your name's not on that contract. And for centuries we've been arguing that if we perform well, then God will do this. And God ain't even in contract with a Gentile. I should not even be trying to talk you out of the law. You should have never been involved in it. And religion came and captured you and imprisoned you to something, and your name ain't even on the contract. It's between God and Israel. It ain't between God and Colin Paul. <laughs> it's validity was dependent on both. All right, now look at this, verse 21. It is the law then contrary and opposed to the promises of God. The law's perfect now. The law came from God. So is the law opposing to the promise of God? Not at all. It's, the law's not sin. The law's not bad. The law is perfect. 
It's so perfect that fallen man, when he tries to keep something that is that perfect, it, it causes him to, it, it shows him the guilt. It shows his, him his, his fallen nature, his imperfection place. He's looking at something that's flawless, that came from a flawless being, and you with your imperfect, fallen self can't keep it, but you thought you could. And it was only designed to make you see your guilt and your shame and your sin consciousness. He says, of course not. It's not. For if a law had been given which could confer spiritual life, then righteousness and right standing with God would be by the law. Verse 22. But the spirituals, but the spiritual, but the scriptures picture all mankind as sinners shut up and imprisoned by sin so that the inheritance the blessing which was promised through faith in Jesus Christ might be given. Now, you hear what he just said? He imprisoned you into this sin so that the promise can be given. Think with me now. You were put in the prison of this sin, consciousness, guilt, all the condemnation, put you there so the promise might be given. Released, delivered, and committed to all those, all those, all those the promise committed to who? All who what? All who what? All who what? Who adhere to, who trust in, and who rely on him. All right, go to verse 23. Lord have mercy. Now, before faith came, that's Jesus, right? Before faith came, we were perpetually guarded under the law. You were being guarded under the law. Man was going crazy as a fallen dude. He needed guards. Perpetually guarded under the law. Kept in custody. Before Jesus, everybody under the law was to Israel, and they were kept in custody because that's what the agreement was. Kept in custody. In preparation for the faith that was destined to be revealed and unveiled and disclosed, 24, so that the law served to us Jews as our trainer, our guardian, our guide to Christ to lead us until Christ came. So the law was something given to lead you and to guide you, build boundaries in your life until Christ came, that we might be Declared righteous when Christ comes, and then put in right standing with God by and through faith in him. Verse 25. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a trainer, a guardian of our childhood. What makes you a child being under the law? When you're under the law, you're children. You're not an adult because you've been saved a long time. There are a bunch of folks who've been saved for 40, 50 years, still under the law, and they're children. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized in Christ into a spiritual union and communion required Christ, and anointed one, the Messiah, have put on, you have clothed yourself with Christ. There is now no distinction There's no more Jew or Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's no more male or female. 
you are all one in Christ Jesus. All right. Now think about what we just read. Think about what we just said. The law was added so that sin would become transgression. So if there is no law, sin is sin. If there's no law, sin is sin. It's not transgression. A law now makes sin transgression. Now, a couple more, and I can say I think what I need to say. You see me depositing all this stuff on the inside of you? Romans chapter 5 and verse 14. And actually, Romans 5, 13 and, and, and uh, 14. Mm-hmm. All right. For until the law, until the law, sin was in the world. Did you hear what I just said? Sin was there. But sin is not imputed or charged. The fault, the sin fault is not charged to you when there is no law. Have we established that? Verse 14. Nevertheless, death ruled or reigned from Adam to Moses. even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. All right, now, one more scripture, and I think we'll be there. Romans chapter 4 and verse 14. So the people sinned, but they were not conscious that it was a transgression. The people sinned, but they were not conscious that it was a transgression. They sinned before the law, but they were not conscious it was a transgression because it wasn't a transgression until the law was put in place. All right, now let's look at Romans 4, verse 14. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Look at verse 13. Back up one. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world, Abraham, was was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but the promise was through the righteousness of faith and not through the law. Now, something happened when the law came in. The period between Adam and Moses was the period where people lived the longest. Well, Adam was 800 or something. You weren't a teenager until you were 450. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard all these theories. I've never heard this that I'm about to tell you. I'm going to ask you something very hard. You do not have to raise your hand, and I, and I probably recommend that you don't. Because it's just a yes already for everybody. So everybody that's hearing me right now, have you ever sinned? 
You ain't got to, you ain't got to answer anything you already know. Because if you say no, we're going to have an exorcism right here, right now. Okay, now, I think with me for a moment. Do you remember sinning a sin and you knew it was wrong and what it did with your consciousness? Walk me through it now. I sinned. I knew it was wrong. I felt guilty, condemned, some cases shameful. Now I'm trying to fix it, but I fail. And then I do it again. And I try to fix it, and I fail, and I do it again. Do you recall the stress, the guilt, the torment? Just even before you got saved, if you just did something your mom and dad had told you or taught you not to do, or anything you felt was wrong and was law in your life, do you remember how you were acting? The same consciousness. What if that, what if you were not conscious of sin and it didn't mess with you the way that church folks are? Because you go to church, it just gets worse. You can't get no tattoos, you can't wear no earring, you can't eat pork, you can't wear certain dresses, you can't you can't show dresses, you know, over to your knee, you can't show your toes, you can't show your shoulders, you can't wear makeup. It gets worse. And the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 9 that the blood of Jesus wants to cleanse you of dead works so you can serve the living God. And what I'm about to say is extremely radical. And you see me taking my time inching up to it. But ladies and gentlemen, sin consciousness kills. Sin consciousness kills causes dis-ease, which will bring about disease. Sin consciousness is responsible for the number one killer still in this earth today, stress, pressure, condemnation, worry, all of the internal pains that come from those things. Do you know the Bible said that the day the law was given and it started that sin consciousness, 3,000 people died at the bottom of Mount Sinai. But when the grace of God was realized through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 3,000 people got born again near Mount Zion. I'm trying to show you we're no longer on Mount Sinai. We've moved. Come on over to Mount Zion. We're no longer in prison anymore. We're no longer in prison anymore. Go to Romans 4 and 8. We're no longer in prison anymore. All right, so here's the deal. If you can get rid of the consciousness, if you can change sin consciousness, which only the blood of Jesus can do, if you can just realize that sin has been dealt with, the blood has taken care of this, Jesus has come, my identity is in him, and I believe it, 
you will find that sin consciousness will not reign in your life as much as it did before you knew what Jesus did for you. But now here's the deal. We're right back to where we started. It's an issue of belief versus unbelief. We say we believe this until you say it. You say you believe this until you could. Now watch this. You're still calling it a transgression. It's going back to sin is sin. I told you this is radical. You keep seeing your sin as a transgression. Do you know what you're saying? You're saying, I still believe I'm under the law. You keep seeing it as a transgression. And he wants you to say, no, you're in Christ. Stop seeing it as a transgression. And besides, remember what I told you? I'm taking care of it. You keep seeing it as a transgression. And the transgression of sin keeps and maintains sin consciousness. And sin consciousness produces self-condemnation. And self-condemnation produces self-righteousness. And that's why you're performing again, trying to earn something that Jesus gave you free of charge. Here's the thing I want you to deal with. I don't I got to deal with sin consciousness. No. All I got to deal with what the word says. No. You got to deal with your unbelief. You don't believe like you say you do. I'm not saying that to bring about condemnation. God knows. I'm just saying the bottom line issue is I had to examine, wait a minute, when I am doing this and thinking this, and most of the time it's when I'm thinking this, I am verifying I don't believe it. When there's a rest that I can enter into, and I choose to worry versus resting, I don't believe it. It is one thing for as a Christian, you go around talking about all the stuff you believe. It's another thing to see, if we could see a film of your inner workings, the thing you said you believed and said amen about, what about now? It's, it, listen, it, it, it doesn't require faith to live by the law. But you sure need faith to believe what Jesus said is true about you now that you're in him. I need faith. You know, you need faith when you sin. You need faith when you miss the mark. See, we're so uncomfortable talking about sin, you don't understand that Jesus has an answer for the sinning, but he can't get you loose from the sin conscious of sinning. The root to sinning is your sin consciousness. It provides the birth of, of, of the rhythm of the flesh where you keep doing the same thing over and over again. You can't be free because the fact of the matter is you don't believe that Jesus actually did all this. And the day that you miss the mark, the day you sip wine and don't beat yourself up and say, I sip wine, and, and, and listen, I am not promoting for people. You do anything. It ain't none of my business what you do. But the day you sip wine and, and you take a sip of it and you say, oh, God, I have sinned and stuff like that, I want you to say it's bigger than sipping wine. You don't believe Jesus. The consequences of sin should be enough for a believer to say, I don't want to get into that. You got to understand. There's certain things I don't want to do because, listen, while everything I'm telling you is true about Jesus, the other thing is also true. When you when you just sin, 
and you have the Holy Ghost and grace to help you not to sin, there will be consequences. God loves you. You're on your way to heaven, but you're going to jail because you did this. Or you're going to get a divorce because you did this. Or you're going to have pressure on you because you created depression. All of those stuff still come true. You know, sin hurts your body. A lot of sickness and disease, not all, but certain things open you up for sickness and disease in your body. Certain things open the door for sickness and disease to come into your physical body. So the issue is not Jesus came so you can feel comfortable about sinning. That's not the message here. The message is when you have confidence in Christ, even when you do sin, that's when your days of sinning are short and few. Why? Because I am no longer being convicted and beat myself up with guilt and condemnation because I'm sin conscious. You're not conscious of sin. You're conscious of the transgression of sin, that you broke a law. You're conscious of, you, you, you know, you know the, the, the consequences of sin. You're conscious of that. But Jesus said, I, don't take, I, take, I took care of all that. There's no more. You don't have a curse coming on you no more. Here's what the deliverance of the curse, it means you you're no longer have to fear a curse for not keeping the law. And you still get all the blessings of the law. None of the curses, all of the blessings. But don't be afraid you're going to be cursed because you couldn't keep the law. Why? Because you don't need that schoolmaster no more to babysit you. You and me now. I got you. Here's what he requires. Here's what he requires. I got you. Do you believe I got you? Okay, then stop worrying. I got you. Do you believe I got you? Okay, don't get rid of that guilt. Where'd that come from? I got you. Do you believe I got you? Why are you condemning yourself? Quit doing that. Now, let me explain to you what's going on in your mind right now. One word, religion. You know what's going on in your mind right now? You're trying to grasp something that's very simple. But you're trying to reconcile it with everything you have done and learned and heard all your life. You're trying to reconcile but wait a minute, all my life I've been told that everything about religion is to fight sin. And here you're coming tonight, and I'm telling you, sin's already been fought, defeated, and taken care of. And you still want to go back to self-performance instead of receiving the liberty that comes from him, not to sin, but the liberty that comes from him to be free from sin because of him, and not because of you. Someone helped you through a tough time, protected you when you were lost, guided you past a bad decision. Just like these heroes in your time of need, your Heavenly Father wants the best for you. If you have been set free from the law, you should at the same time be set free from the guilt that comes from sin and the consciousness that you carry from sin. 
In this four-part message, Innocent in Christ, Creflo Dollar shows you the path to forgiveness and holiness that you deserve. Receive this captivating message, Innocent in Christ, for a love gift of $30 or more. And for a love gift of any amount, receive this single message, Understanding the Foundations of Righteousness. Call the number on your screen or log on to CreflodollarMinistries.org slash eStore to order today. Grace is waiting for you. Call now. We just love hearing from you and thank you for your story. We're also so blessed when we hear the testimonies you have from watching this broadcast. So we want to know how much the gospel of grace has radically transformed your life. We also like to share other testimonies with you. Now, recently, we received this testimony from one of our viewers. It said, Pastor Dollar, I have been bathing in the grace teachings and meditating on God's word as I began to question my old beliefs. God's favor has led me to a new job with a $25,000 raise. I am so grateful. And that's from Alice. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when people understand grace, they are empowered to change their lives for the better. And I thank God for that. What is your story? If you have a testimony, please do not hesitate to share it with us. To share your story, post it online. Never underestimate the power of your testimony. Kathy Dollar has a new and powerful revelation for the body of Christ. Order your copy of her latest book, Gender Roles, A Grace-Based Perspective, and learn how God views gender equality. Visit KathyDollar.org today for more information. Don't miss the opportunity to be amongst the first to read about this life-changing revelation from God. Your generosity allows us to make a difference in the lives of people all over the world. Through Creflo Dollar Global Missions, we are providing food, clothing, crucial supplies, and the Word of God to people in the most remote regions of the world. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe. Stay tuned for more on the Impact Network. I wake up and I wash my face. Every day, I play basketball with the brothers. Every day, I check my social media status. Every day, there's something that we all do that's important to us and important to our Saturday. Every day, I hang out with my friends. Every day, I shut the internet and kiss my best friend. Prayer is just as important as our daily hygiene. It protects and cleans our spiritual being and natural and spiritual Make the commitment to stay praying every week and witness the power of God in your life. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day I can choose This message is brought to you by Royal Nation, the Impact Network's Youth Initiative.
Experience God's supernatural power with Apostle Wayne T. and Dr. Beverly Y. Jackson, Great Faith, Decatur, Georgia. Sunday, November 5th, 11 a.m., Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. Apostle Wayne T. and Dr. Beverly Y. Jackson at Great Faith, 1600 Agape Way, Decatur, Georgia. Sunday, November 5th, 11 a.m., call 313-491-3900. That's 313-491-3900. We'll see you there. A voice you can trust. Boldly proclaiming the full gospel of Christ. Providing help for today and hope for tomorrow. A multi-generational anointing endued with power, changing hearts, equipping tomorrow's leaders, and leading countless millions to a new life in Christ. This is Breakthrough with Dr. Rod Carson. Hi, I'm Pastor Corey Jakes Coleman. I want to welcome you again to the Pine Touch. Thank you so much for watching. We are happy to have you. You know what? Sometimes things just need to be exposed. Sometimes the only way for us to elevate in life is through the exposure of the Word of God. Sometimes the very things that we're trying to conceal are the very things that need to be revealed. So this message that my father has for us today is going to be exposing something that needs to be exposed more often. Would you follow me? Let's go watch Gospel. to convert. You cannot convert someone who's not convicted. And convicted is something so personal that you can't make them be convicted. So you can't make them be converted. The drug addict will not give off drugs because of your conviction. They have to have a personal conviction in order to have a sincere conversion. And I want you to understand this whole this whole notion of conversion. Uh, if if you if you if you if you go back to doing something that you used to do, you revert. I reverted to my old way. I think I revisited who I used to be. You revert. If I'm walking along and all of a sudden I got a detour, I divert. That's a diversion. Exactly. Two, two ways. Two ways. I was going this way, but that diverted me. Almost like a distraction. It's a diversion. When I, when I take something like this speaker and I get up here and I, and I lay on it, I pervert it. The reason I pervert it is not that I can't lay on it. Is that it was not built 
anytime you use something for something that it was not designed to do, you perverse that it will work. But it was not designed for that. That's perverted. So whether you revert, divert, or pervert, it's all about change. It's about movement. It's about it's about direction. So when you convert, I was going this way. It was going this way, and then I heard somebody call me, and I turned around and started going in the opposite direction. That's conversion. Conversion, 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 conversion creates conflict. Conversion creates conflict because we build our world around who we were. And conversion comes, but the world around it hasn't changed to fit the conversion. So all of your buddies and all of your support and all of your friends and all the stuff you got in the house and all the magic things you got and everything that was built around who you were now does not agree with who you have become. So even though you have converted, if you're not willing to convert your environment, you're going to be in conflict. If it were not enough, then it didn't have to survive all of the external conflict. Paul introduces that the war he hates the most is not the war around him, it is the war within him. Because after all, if you don't like you, I can get away from you. I can leave. I'll tear you off. I'll shut you down. Or at least what do I do? What do I do for the enemy? It's the enemy. And when I want the good, evil is present with me. Now me being converted has put me in conflict with myself. So depending on when you catch me. Real people. I have a problem with the old folk songs that used to say, I've been saved all day and I'm glad. I want to say, I've been saved an hour and I'm glad. Taking an hour to celebrate the little stuff. You've been saved all day. Just another day. That the Lord has kept me. He has kept me from all evil with a man stayed on me. I hated that song. I hated that song. Because I didn't have too many days. And for 24 hours, I didn't think about nothing but Jesus.
first ones with the concept. They were not the first ones with the idea. They learned from all that had gone before them. But the difference between all that had gone before them and failed is that they kept getting up and kept going after that. They kept going until they won. And it is their dedication that built the plan. You'll find that you are much broader, that you're much deeper, um, that you have more going for you than you think. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to speak to like-minded leaders who are all attempting to do the right thing and do and do it well. So we can go to our congregation and be full so that we can give them more. Make plans to take your leadership to the next level by registering at pastorsandleaders.org. We can't wait to see what God has in store for you in 2018. If you got voices in your ears, bringing up your past or your present here to condemn you, that's Satan. Satan is an accuser of the brother. The Holy Spirit never condemns you. It will convict you, but it will not condemn you. When, it, when a voice says, you ain't going to never be nothing. Ain't nobody going to ever love you. You ain't going to ever get out of this world. You'll never be in a good That's always the devil. Because the Holy Spirit is saying, if you change your way, I'll change the blessing. I'm going to thank you for the program because you shouldn't teach none of these things, Bruce. 
At first, you get where you don't trust other people. But if you keep living, you get where you don't trust yourself. He said we had the sentence of death working in us because God wanted to show us that you can't trust you. So I'm going to do it through you while you're depressed. So that you will know that you didn't get it because you were strong. You didn't get it because you were faithful. You didn't get it because you had no doubt. God said, I'm going to bring you through crying. I'm going to pull you out while you doubt. I'm going to pull you out while you don't have no strength. I'm going to pull you out while you can't hardly put one foot in front of the other so that you will know that if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, somebody in here knows what I'm talking about. Somebody over there knows what I'm talking about. Somebody over there knows what I'm talking about. Watch this, watch this. But we have the sense of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead. This is one of the few times that when Paul talks about God raising the dead, I don't think he's really talking about graveyard dead. He's talking about dead hearts. Dead dreams. He's talking about dead fight back. Have you ever had something kill your fight back? I got good news for you. God raises the dead. God brought you to this Sunday morning to tell you I'm going to raise that dead thing up in your life. Now, all of that was on the way to this scripture right here. <laughs> then he explains how God raises the dead. He said, who delivered us from so great a death? That's one thing. Who delivered us from so great a death? That's the penalty of death. And God delivered. That's the practice. See, I'm, I'm still being delivered. How many folks still being delivered? I'm still being. He has delivered. He does deliver. And in whom we trust, he will yet deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. In fact, when I look back on what he has delivered, I face what I am being delivered from. And say the same God that delivered me this. Delivering me now. And I tell tomorrow, look out, we come. And I'm bringing my deliverer with me. He has delivered. He is delivered. He shall deliver. He has delivered. 
He is delivered. He shall deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. He has delivered. He is delivering. He shall deliver. Again, he what? What? Say it again. Say it again. Uh huh. Say it again. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bless the public when you say it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let the trouble hear you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let the trouble hear you. Uh huh. That's why I call you doom. Not barren. Doom. Not barren. Doom. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Give him a praise.
has got a destination in my view. The road may be bumpy getting down, but I'm pressing through. I will enjoy this journey, no matter come with me. I'll become better and stronger and wiser every day. I've got a vision and a purpose, a divine destiny. They not look like it right now. They think what I see. It is the things I hope for, believing that it will And no matter how long it takes, no God's will shall be done. His will is that I prosper. His will is that I
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile.
Thank Oh. 
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Thank you for being a vet. 
association, Das Karar Gom, Bos Karar Khan, Raj Karar Gom, Association, Raj Karar Gom, Bos Karar Yes, 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 Father God, we come before you, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we come before you, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Your destination is three and a half miles and twelve minutes. 
with the house going
Humble son of a rise up, Daddy God. Right in the position of position of say, as your children say, Daddy, speak to us this morning. Mm. Daddy, come down and spend time with us this morning. Mm. Daddy, 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 we need you, Lord. You should go in and praise this. You're going to have to get off. Well, I just prayed, so, um, oh, okay. we, uh, yeah, so we got a list to do, and then I'm going to be leaving in a little bit. So you want to go ahead and just take it over? That's fine. I was saying you should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be careful because it's, 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 uh, it's icky outside. It's icky. All right. So, Father God, we thank you for another day. We thank you for waking us up this morning and our right mind, healthy bodies, activity of our limbs. Father, we just thank you because. This is the day that you have made, and we rejoice and we're glad in it. No matter 
the traffic, the weather, how we feel. Lord, we just thank you. We magnify your name because you are God, and you've done all that you said that you were going to do. And now it's up to us, oh God, to continue on with the seeds that you have sown within each and every one of us, oh God. And we just thank you for the protection and the provision and the perfection that you have created in each and every one of us as we go and reach toward the potential that you have called us to reach for, oh God. Lord, as we go through this call and as we go through the day, we give it back to you so that you can lead and guide us. Help us to open our ears, our eyes, and our understanding so that we can see, hear, and know the path that you want us to go today as you make every foot step that we take we put it on a straight path and not on a crooked path and stay on the way that leads to you and not to destruction. And, Father God, we thank you for your provision of health, strength, and well-being in our spirit, soul, and body. Help us to continue to be aligned and um, synergistic with ourselves, oh God, so that we are always in tune with you instead of our our flesh and instead of with the world. Father God, as we go forward, we speak peace and life and strength to Sam and Arthur and Lisa, all the teachers, all the children, those are and the ministers that the ministers that are um are mindful and um laboring for the glory of the kingdom where we come because they need to continue to have strength um, renewed in them, that they need to not get weary and well-doing as they teach, as they as they birth into and plant seeds inside of all of those that you have made them to come into contact with. Let them continue to have the spirit of joy and of peace, even in the midst of uh, trials, in the midst of um, of being heavy burdened because of the issues and tribulations of life itself, oh God, help them to see that they are still making the choice, they're making their choice of following you, that they are making a difference, that they are that their labors are not in vain, that their prayers are not in vain, oh God. Watch over their heads of protection, Father, and um, repair any holes, any breaches, any cracks or crevices that the enemy has tried to put in so that he can wreak havoc, oh God. Watch over their spiritual armor, so and pull out any dents, any nicks, and look for all their weaknesses, oh God, and shore them up because where they are weak, you are strong. And let me just ask that you will continue to watch over our family and our friends and our seven degrees of separation. And we speak against the spirit of death, of sudden death, of accidents, of violence, 
of illnesses, excessive illnesses, because this is the time of year that the enemy comes and tries to wreak havoc on health, spiritual, mental, and physical, to have people have the, the body of Christ and their family or friends die suddenly, get sick suddenly. Just everything is sudden at this time of year, oh God. And we come against that spirit right now in the name of Yeshua. And Lord, we also come for those who are abused, who are addicted, who are in prison and bound, both in body or in mind, Father God. And we comfort them because just like the sentence, the sudden illness and sickness and death, it comes to them even quicker, oh God, because they think that there is no hope. They have given up. But Lord, you can you can imbue them with hope that they see the light of your of your glory shine upon someone that they encounter today, oh God, so that they can see that there is hope. They can see that there is strength. They can see that there is there is a reason to get they, that they got up this morning. There is a reason that they can still take that step and they have they have time to come out of their situations and choose something different. Choose you instead of themselves. Choose you instead of the drug. Choose you instead of the person because you said in your word that we have to choose either our life or you, and that when we choose you, you give us life and life more abundantly. And Lord, we just thank you and we praise your name because it's by Christ that we receive the blessing of this choice. And we thank you that you were willing to give the sacrifice and he was willing to obey and do your will to be a sacrifice. By the righteousness of Christ, we come in him. Um uh I I I pray for her. I was chicken some tea, I'm sorry. It's cold in my house. Um <laughs> Um, I refuse to turn the heat up. Okay. <laughs> well, we come for the the lists of individuals that each and every one of us has, and Lord, you know them each by name. You know their situation, and you know their circumstance. You know what trials and issues each one is dealing with. It could be health. It could be family. It can be finances. It can just be there's just a state of mind. We come for their salvation. We come for their redemption. We come because they don't know that we're praying for them and they might not be able to pray for themselves because of whatever situation, issue, or or whatever they're going through. 
So, Father, we come right now. We say, Lord, we thank you that you have brought each and every individual in our path because these individuals not only strengthen us but give us a focal point of what to pray for and who to pray for because we're supposed to we're supposed to sharpen each other. We're supposed to sustain each other. We're supposed to plant seeds in each other, good fruit, not bad fruit. So in our prayers for the people on our list, Father God, we pray for their health. We pray for their health and to return if they're sick. We pray for their health to continue to be on on a good basis, no flu, no diet. We ask for their sugar to be normalized, their blood pressure to be 120 over 80. We speak to the lymphatic system and the skeletal system. We speak to the neurological system and the endocrine system. We speak to the veins and the arteries for each and every individual that's on all of our lists because they're on there for a reason. We speak about their redemption and their walking relationship with you, with their family, with themselves. Father, we come and we speak against any weapon that the, that the enemy has formed against them to cause confusion, doubt, fear, discouragement, depression. Father, we come because we, in spite of what we go through, we pray for others. It encourages us. It strengthens us in our faith. So we ask that you would strengthen them in their unbelief, strengthen them in their faith in you, strengthen them in their relationship with you. Help them to encounter you on a whole nother level than what they're on so that they can they can begin to grow bold, that they can begin to see you inside of the persons that are praying for them, that when they encounter Erica or Sam or Arthur or Mark or whoever on the list that's praying for them, whatever they encounter, they see the light of your glory. And they say, ah, that's what I want. That's the hope that I see. That's I'm going to draw near to the God that's in them. Because they have the peace, the joy, and the light that I want, not the not the drugs, not the the relationship I'm in, not buying things, not the job. I want what they have, the peace that passes all understanding. And let me just thank you in advance that whatever seeds we sow in their lives, be it because of this prayer or just when we, the next time we see them, they have a good report. Lord, let that seed continue to grow within them so that they will have a closer and meaningful relationship with you. And we also come for um we also come for spiritual wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment through the prayer that King Solomon gave. You said in your word that that was the best prayer. And so not only did you give him that, you added on because his prayer was pure. And, Lord, we come because we want to have that. 
We want to have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and discerning on how to use your word as Christ used your word so that we can resist the devil so he will be he will have to flee even in the midst of our temptations, even in the midst of the trials and the whispers that he puts in our ear so that we're able to walk circumspectly around each and every trap and snare that he tries to put before us. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for bringing in the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Let those things continue to grow within each and every one of us. The ministers, the ministering gifts of the Spirit, help those gifts grow within us so that we'll be able to pull on whatever gift is needed and know how to use that gift and hear your voice on which gift to use and which minister ministering gift to use and which um um spiritual gift to use as we go throughout the day today, oh God, because it will multifaceted because we are spirits on the body. But it's it's only one if we are willing to be in your will and let you your will be done. And Lord, we also come because of this we wanna renew our strength, renew our minds, bring our fresh use back into our bodies, oh God, so that we're able to walk and go and do as you want us to do as we follow your will and your way. And Lord, we just thank you and we praise your name. By the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good, This is good. Felicia. Who's this? Huh? This is Felicia. Who's this? This is Vanessa. Girl, you sound so different. You That's have because I'm whispering. That's <laughs> because I'm, I'm whispering and uh, getting ready to go back to my desk. Um, but um, praise God, I was able to get on just for a few minutes this week and... Um, just have an awesome, blessed day, Miss Felicia. You too, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting ready to leave. Okay. You want me to send out a text that you're getting ready to do the lesson or what you want to do? Um, I mean, you know. I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, 
because you're just so full of ideas. Uh, <laughs> when I get on the train, I'll send out a text. That'll give about a half hour or so. So when I get on the train, I'll send out a text about the message being presented. And that'll, right. give, me, and that'll give me enough time to, because, you know, i got to be in a position where I can actually do it. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Be safe. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyhow, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Hello. Okay, so during this moment of silence, um, <clears throat> I want to give a word of encouragement. Um, Okay, so for this week, <clears throat> there's a website that I go to 
excuse me, that um, that gives words of encouragement um, and revelation and things of that nature. And it's called um, the name of the site is called Faith Tabernacle of Kremlin. K-R-E-M-M-L-I-N-G. Or you can look it up under Bill and Marsha Burns, B-U-R-N-S. And they always give um, weekly and daily words of encouragement. Um, Bill gives weekly Marsha gives, his wife gives daily. So this week's word of encouragement for Bill Burns is this. He had a vision of the Lord with a feather duster in his hand, and he would go up to a person and begin to dust them off. He spoke and said, I'm going to remove the defilement which has been placed upon people through unbelief. And I will get rid of that debris so they can be free to have faith again for that which I'm going to do in their lives. So allow me to cleanse you and remove the residue of failure and stigma that comes upon you because of past failures. Allow me to do this work this day so that you can be renewed in spirit and faith to receive all that I am doing on your behalf. That's this week's word of encouragement. Um, Today's word of encouragement from his wife is, I am bringing you into a time of recovery and restoration. You need to recover the things that you have lost and be restored to being solid in your spirit, soul, and body, says the Lord. This will be a deliberate process on your part as you trust me to impart wisdom and direction in all things. Strength will come. And she references Ephesians 6 and 10 where it says, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So may the Lord have cover and retain the reading of his word. Amen. Um, We need to stay encouraged, y'all. We need to stay encouraged because so much is going on, but we need to stay encouraged. So for all who listens to this recording, this is just me, just me encouraging myself as well as you to um, just stay on the word of God the best you can. Continue to keep him before your face. Amen.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.